Welcome into episode 19 of Inside Illini Football. Mid-May, not a lot to talk about, but luckily Kyle Mikas is here to fill us in on all things regarding Brett Bielema's program. Right, Kyle? I, I will certainly try to. Um, not a lot to fill in right now. <laughs> um, Bob Bob Osmussen has largely been writing the Illinois football stories of late, just tackling every little bit of what we got from Brett Bielema. Um, let's see, it's been eight days since since we spoke with him. And his end of uh, spring ball wrap-up. And, yeah, like you said, not much has happened in Illinois football world. Stuff has happened in other Illinois sports. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Illinois football has been largely quiet, which uh, no news is good news sometimes. I mean, yeah, Brett Bielema's program would like recruiting news to continue constantly, I'm sure. But other than that, no news is probably good news. Like you said, that's uh, that's Colin Likas. I'm Matt Daniels, the sports editor of the News Gazette. And uh, even though it's kind of a quiet time for, mm-hmm. for the Illini right now, uh, things will ramp up this summer, especially starting June 1st, where recruiting kind of picks up back in, in full swing. Uh, the dead period that has been going on for almost 15, 14 months now yeah. uh, is set to end then and uh, Brett Bielema and his staff have really kind of talked about how the month of June is, is going to be incredibly busy on, on their part right. and just in terms of getting prospects on campus for the first time for a lot of these guys for official visits so uh, eager to see how that plays out too and, and what they're maybe able to do kind of on, on the camp circuit in terms of just evaluating future prospects and classes of 2023, 2024, uh, and, and others in, in that regard. So even though it's summertime is coming up and fast approaching, that means too the the season will be here before we know it. And then like Colin said, recruiting, recruiting never stops. And, and just a, a small tease too, and this may be news to Colin as well because I haven't talked to him about this, but Bob Osmussen was able to talk to uh, Donovan Leary, uh, quarterback out of New Jersey, the lone quarterback commit in, in the class of 2022 for the Illini. Should have a column in Thursday's News Gazette uh, about Leary. And I know, Colin, you talked to Leary's high school coach mm-hmm. uh, shortly after he committed. What was that, back in March? Yeah, back Seems in like March. Seems th- like right. three, four months ago mm-hmm, at this right. point. What, what can you tell us, I guess, about, about Leary and, and just kind of uh, the 2022 class as a whole right now as, as we sit here in mid-May? Yeah, uh, Donovan Leary, pro-style quarterback out of New Jersey. He throws the ball very hard from what we understand. Uh, That's how his coach described uh, talking about how one of his throws kind of busted one of the receiver's fingers open during a a practice, uh, passing over a a medium-distance route, I think was the way he described it to me. It wasn't even a short route. It was uh, was a ball that was in the air for a little while, but apparently such a tight spiral and thrown so hard that uh, hurt – Hurt his receiver, so we're going to have a uh, going to have a quarterback coming over here who can throw the ball hard. You hopefully he can throw the ball accurately as well. Uh, his mobility, I mean, he doesn't get asked to run a lot from the sound of it, but obviously all quarterbacks need to be mobile in some regard. But Illinois has kind of worked around that recently. Brandon Peters not the most mobile quarterback, not immobile, but not the most mobile quarterback, and they've uh, done all right for themselves. So if Donovan Leary falls into that mold, I don't think it will hurt too badly for Illinois. Um, most uh, most recent recruiting news actually is in the class of 2021 with a recent uh, announcement of a preferred walk-on for 
another Illinois tight end, um, Marco <laughs> Rajkovic. He's not an Illinois um, high school tight end. He's just going to Illinois now and is a tight end. But yeah, Illinois is stockpiling big bodies and tight ends, certainly. I know the uh, class of 2022 has multiple tight ends in it and multiple just big-bodied athletes. you got a lot of offensive linemen in that class as well. Now adding another uh, tight end here. Uh, somebody actually, I think, commented. Uh, I don't know if it was on my tweet or, or a different one, but basically saying, man, do we, we have more tight ends? <laughs> <laughs> we need another tight end? Yeah, uh, that, w- that was something that, that stuck out, stood out to me uh, last week. I, I kind of broke down uh, a lot of the position changes that have happened mm-hmm. for the Illini in, in the Brett Bielema area, and there have been been quite a few, most notably mm-hmm. Isaiah Williams moving from quarterback to wide receiver, and we talked about that on, on last week's episode, so go, go back and, and give that a listen uh, if you'd like. But uh, I think there were a detailed 10 position switches, and I think three of them were to tight ends. Yeah. Uh, Josh Beatham, a, a walk-on quarterback out of Yorkville, moving to tight end. Cooper Davis, uh, defensive end in 2020, moving to tight end. And then uh, Henry Marchese, uh or no, that's his twin br- his brother, yeah. Michael. Michael. There, there's Marco. Mar- there's, there, there's there's multiple Marchese. There's been a bunch Marquesis. of Marchese's that yeah. played either football at Illinois or Iowa in, mm-hmm. in the past. Right. Michael Marchese. Apologies right. to the Marchese family. Uh, moving from uh, defensive back or linebacker, he's played right. both spots on yes. defense. He's moving to tight end too. Yeah, he actually caught a pass during the uh, the spring game as well. So new Illinois tight ends coach Ben Miller has a lot of new faces <laughs> he has to learn, but he's not going to lack for guys to get practice reps yeah, exactly. come the fall. So. And another uh, guy who's coming to Illinois as a tight end out of the class of 2022 is Henry Boyer, who I got to talk with, had a story in last week's news gazette published after last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've mentioned Boyer on here before, but out of Brother Rice, another just big body, um, and uh, talked about how he grew up in southern Illinois. His whole family, you know, is from southern Illinois, and they've uh, they've all been Illini fans throughout their whole life, so they're really excited to see Boyer at Memorial Stadium, six foot seven, two 250 pounds. I mean, that's a kid who, in theory, you could move to another position if need be, which Illinois seems to have no problem doing that. Uh, if if the if the situation requires, and then I, I also talked with the high school coach of Jordan Anderson, who's another in-state commit to the class of 2022. Not not a tight end, a running back, um, which is a little different from the other Illinois commits in the class of 2022, where you've got multiple offensive linemen, multiple mm-hmm. tight ends, a quarterback, and a wide receiver. Now you got a running back in the fold as well, but a big running back, six three two thirty on Jordan Anderson. And talking with his coach, who is a former Alina himself, Jake Jaworski, graduated in 2006, I believe. I don't think he played for Illinois football, but he is a former Illinois student. He's familiar with Champaign. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, he just mentioned how he feels like this kid who is six foot three, two 230 pounds, can actually be even more physical than he already is, basically. He's still growing into his body, as a lot of young athletes are at that age. But, I mean, that's kind of amazing to think about because he's already a, a big downhill runner, from what I understand. Can really bounce off guys because when you're that big, that tends to happen, so over a thousand yards 18 touchdowns during his uh, really short junior season this spring and he could be more physical I mean that could be a guy that uh, if if the play translates to the Big Ten if his physicality translates to the Big Ten I mean that's an exciting prospect Mm -hmm. for Illinois I know Colin this is your your first year on the beat but you've followed Illinois football for quite some time since you've been here at the News Gazette since since 2014 Mm -hmm. 
Brett Bielmo will be the fourth Illinois coach yeah. during your time uh, here in Champaign. Having the ability to talk to these high school recruits in state and also these high school coaches in the state of Illinois, it just seems like there's a different feel yeah. for Illinois football recruiting compared to previous coaches when it was Lovey Smith, Bill Cubitt, Tim Beckman. I don't really – maybe going back to the Ron Zook era, there was sure. this kind of uh, level of cooperation or, or just right. kind of a, a good feel for for what Illinois football is trying to accomplish, especially in-state recruiting. I think it's just a good feeling, and it's because it's a clear, concise message because Brett Bielman and his staff have made – Made that abundantly apparent to everybody from the off. I mean, from day one, mm-hmm. literally, we're talking about Brett Bielema saying how he wants to recruit in state and win that recruiting battle. I mean, when you mention that from day one and make clear what you want to do, um, that makes it just a whole lot easier to go about your job. It makes it easier for these kids to understand, okay, this school is actually looking at us. And it makes these kids feel more comfortable in deciding to commit, even if it's you know a little a little earlier than they might have expected, or even if they're not seniors or or what have you. So yeah, I mean the certainly the the vibes are good, like we've said on here before. Still in that honeymoon phase is Brett Bielema, so obviously that helps a lot. But I mean when you've got four in-state guys going to your class of 2022 so far, and eight total athletes in that class. And we haven't even gotten back out of the dead period that you mentioned, which is going to bring a whole lot of kids to campus. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously a really good sign. And like you said before, it'll be interesting to see what happens once that dead period ends because Brett Bielham has really been talking up. We were one of the first schools or the first school to send out all these invitations to tell the kids, hey, come on campus, come, come see campus so you know what you're getting into or know what you might be getting into. It'll be kids who have committed, kids who are targets, all, all kinds of athletes just – all around Memorial Stadium, and that'll be really interesting to see what what Illinois gets out of that. Will Illinois get even more of a flurry of commits right after that? I know Bielema thinks that's what's going to happen. He's kind of hinted that to us during some uh, during some Zoom calls. It'll be interesting to see if that actually transpires. Yeah, the the conundrum of recruiting is what I'm going with here is the fact that fans, coaches, players, recruits, mm-hmm. their families. Once they commit, it's kind of a celebratory moment, and rightfully so. Right. And then that moment quickly fades away <laughs> after a few minutes, and then the thought process among a lot of fans, too, is, okay, what's next? Right. What's next? What's coming down the pipeline? As you kind of take a 30,000-foot view of this 2022 class, which is eight, eight, uh, eight commits right now, mm-hmm. like you said, four in state. They've got a quarterback in Donovan Leary. They've got a running back in Jordan Anderson out of Joliet Catholic. We've got a wide receiver in Hank Beatty out of uh, Rochester, a prolific program, high school program near Springfield. Uh, I've got a couple offensive linemen, got a tight end in Owen Anderson. It seems to me as I'm kind of leading this question to you, mm-hmm. but it seems the next logical step <laughs> when you comes to filling out the 22 class is looking on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to say kicker or punter? <laughs> Do we want to make sure we complete the offensive side of the ball first? Because he's got every other position, so might as well. They don't, yeah. Do they have a defensive commit right no, now? No, not okay. in the class of 2022. Okay. There is no defensive commit. I mean, certainly some of those, those offense, probably all of those offensive linemen probably play on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball, but they're committed as offensive linemen. So, um, yeah, uh, gotta got to eventually start to look on the defensive side, especially since... There will be several super seniors who are going to have to leave 
after this upcoming season. They're um, not going to be super, super seniors. I don't think so. Uh, you you got a lot of guys you're talking about there. Your Owen Carneys, your Rod Perrys, Jamal Woods. Jake Hansen. Uh, Jake, Jake Hansen, who was, who was briefly gone. Tony Adams. Yeah, just a lot of guys you're talking about there. And it's true on the offensive side of the ball, too. But when you've already got multiple commits over there, mm-hmm. um, obviously, that that at least you feel a little more comfortable there. But I think that's what Bielema's hoping that – June brings about is these some of these kids come out to campus and that sparks some interest in in, in on the defensive side of the ball. Certainly, you want to you you're taking commits on the offensive side of the ball mm-hmm. regardless of how many guys you've got. But uh, yeah, it only takes one really. I mean, it could be a defensive lineman. That's that's how it started on the offensive side for Illinois. It was Joey Okla on the offensive mm-hmm. line who started the whole train for the 2022 class. Get one defensive lineman or one defensive back or one linebacker to commit, and all of a sudden you got two, three, four, five guys coming in. Um, so certainly nothing to worry about for for Bielema and his staff. I mean, they've got eight kids already. That mm-hmm. there's no there's nothing to suggest that they're just not going to get any defensive kids. That would just be stunning if they were only able to recruit offensive kids. It would be a really strange sight to see if they just closed out a class with no defensive commits and a bunch of offensive commits. Don't don't worry, Illinois football yeah. fans. There will be yeah. linebackers, defensive exactly. linemen eventually that, that fill out the, yeah. this 2020. I wouldn't class. be surprised if there's one within a few weeks. Once, exactly. once those kids get on campus, somebody is bound to to put their name to, to Illinois' side. But yeah, it's just, it is an interesting little, little quirk right now. Um, but yeah, with all the uh, hard-hitting guys that Illinois has on the defensive side, former player types and guys who are pretty well respected in the coaching profession, uh, I think that uh, that's bound to to come about sooner rather than later. Some defensive commits. Well, and the, and we've we've talked a lot about the offense uh, already today and, and in previous episodes of Inside Illinois Football. But defense to me is, is kind of the big, not elephant in the room, but it, it's just kind of it needs to improve in, in 2021 uh you look back at at last season the defense got carved up quite a bit when they weren't forcing takeaways and and now that kind of philosophy i would say is kind of out the window now with the, the coaching change here mm-hmm. in champagne and uh, all eyes on the defensive side now kind of point to to ryan walters the, the new defensive coordinator coming over from missouri and he did have some talented defenses at Missouri. Had a, a linebacker there, Nick Bolton, who got picked in the second round of uh, of the NFL draft by the Kansas City Chiefs. So he has been able to develop talent uh, in his previous stops here. But it's also going to be interesting too, just what kind of what kind of scheme they present and how that kind of really really flows too. And, and you're looking at um, you know in spring ball too. Jake Hansen didn't go through spring ball, not that he necessarily needed to, but he right. didn't get those kind of live reps he didn't play in, in the spring game last month and uh rod perry as well kind of a, a guy who really kind of made a name for himself in his first season at, at defensive tackle so curious to see what the what the defense will bring and and how you know kevin kane the outside linebackers coach will work with a bunch of guys mm-hmm. who are essentially having to learn kind of a new position uh and owen carney and isaiah gay and others not just having their hand in the ground trying to come off the edge as a, a defensive end, but also dropping back into pass coverages too as well. So curious to see how that unfolds. And then obviously when it comes to recruiting as well, college football recruiting, a lot different than college basketball recruiting. Uh, it's almost, if you see a true freshman playing college football, it's almost like, okay, something's not right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. In college basketball, if you've got a guy like Iota Sumo or Kofi Coburn, it's like, all right, he's in the starting lineup from day one. Right. He's a, a key figure for your your program but with college football i mean you think back to uh 
you know, Illinois' highest draft pick uh, since 2017, last month, and Kendrick Green going to the third round of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He redshirted as a freshman. Yeah. Uh, he did not play at all. all right. And the field, and obviously, the redshirt rules have changed since then, where you can get up to four games and still maintain that redshirt season of eligibility. But uh, you know, we're looking ahead at the 2022 class. It's not like you'd expect Jordan Anderson to come in right away and and be the starting running back, or or Donovan Leary to come in and he's the starting quarterback right from day one. Um, so it's a interesting dynamic there that uh, you know can't be overlooked in in the world of recruiting. Any other? Uh, key talking points. Uh, Mike Epstein still no, right. no update on on the running back Correct. status with the line. Still no update on Mike Epstein. Still no firm uh, stance whether he's returning or not returning, and still no firm stance on who's starting a quarterback in week <laughs> one or week zero. Although it's probably Brandon, Brandon Peters. Peters. There you go. So. We, we said it. Brandon Peters <laughs> will be your starting quarterback in against Nebraska. Come it, it almost certainly has to be at this point. Yes. But. It's either him or Art Sitowski, maybe, but uh, yeah. curious to see what, what he'll do once he arrives this summer and, and goes through training camp. All right, you want to get to our draft, Colin? Sounds good. All right, so we said it's kind of a quiet period uh, right now in, in terms of Illinois football news, but um, we think our draft today will bring about some bandied, lively discussion here on Inside Illinois Football. I'm not going to say I'm a fashionista by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. Uh, my wife helps dress me most days. Um, I'm kidding. No, she doesn't. Um, but we're going to look at something a little bit different in our top 10 this week. We're going to pick what we think are the best Illinois football uniform combinations. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm excited about this. I feel this could go on for hours. So, Ed, make sure you keep everything recording. Uh. We're just going to put off everything we have to do the rest of this Wednesday afternoon to (laughs) to dive into all the different combinations. Our quick pre-production meeting yesterday, Colin, we figured out there's, what, 27 different uniform combinations they could use just just based on the the helmet-jersey-pant combination. So you've got three different types of helmets they can use, three different types of jerseys, three different pants, and if my high school math is properly applied, I think those are like permutations or something. I think that's right. Okay, sounds good. Sounds right. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do. We'll we'll discuss it. I say, Colin, if he wants to be a contrarian, he can. But I say the gray ghost uniforms are off limits. <laughs> uh, I really hope Brett Bielema retires those uniforms this season, and they do not show up uh, for the homecoming game uh, like they have uh, ever since 2014. I do not know of any other school in the country that when they have their homecoming game, you know, when <laughs> alums come back to campus and they try to relive their glory days and they see the football team on the field and they're wearing colors that aren't the school colors. But that's just, that's my old man yell at the sky or yell at the cloud <laughs> rant for the day. So, Colin, if you want to do that, feel free, but I will tell yeah. Ed to stop recording at that moment <laughs> and we will end the podcast prematurely. I, I mean, I don't dislike them, but I understand what you're saying as far as when they wear them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just... Uh, just strange that that's all I'll, I'll leave it as all right colin you get the first pick uh there's gonna be a lot of orange there's gonna be a lot of blue there's gonna be some white thrown in there so uh go off let us start our fashion journey on illinois football uniform combinations all right well we're starting slightly uh slightly off topic because i expect nothing less since you brought up the gray ghost since no since you brought up the great ghost uniform I, i feel compelled to bring up something that 
I was researching it. At your request, I looked up <laughs> yesterday. I looked up, you know, all the. Okay, I'm doing a story about. I'm working on a story about a Muhammad Seymour high jumper. Mm-hmm. Really good high jumper. Can you imagine jumping seven feet over a bar? I can't. Well, CJ <laughs> Shelf has. Uh, so I went and looked up a bunch of local kids who have won a state high jump championship. Mm-hmm. Reason I bring this up is because in 1920, an athlete from Atwood tied for a state championship in high jump with. Red Grange. Okay. Which is just a cool random note. <laughs> there you go. Red Grange cleared five feet nine inches out of Wheaton High School in 1920 and shared a state title because of it, which awesome. is just a really weird side note <laughs> that has nothing to do with football, but hey, something Red to Grange do with the... Football. It's got a statue outside yeah, my Yeah, exactly. I, I, was ta- I was thinking like old school type stuff okay. with Fair Illinois enough. football. But back to the actual uniforms. I'm really uh, interested now, Kyle. I, w- I want to hear your first pick. <laughs> Not the Grey Ghost. Um... <laughs> I, I'm going with the. I'm gonna go with the all whites. Ooh, um, I like. Ooh. I like the all whites. The number one pick. You go with those. Yep. yep. Oh. Because it lets you know when an athlete has competed, they get dirty as all get out. Uh, that's yeah, kind of the key point of football. You get yourself all up in the mud, get dirty. Uh, I guess it's baseball too. You know, you're all those in the dirt. all those natural grass surfaces that are in Big Ten. I wish there were. I wish there were any. Um, Purdue, but, Northwestern, is <laughs> anyone else? Uh, probably rounds it out. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I I'm, I'm sorry. I like all I like it's all okay. whites with the, with an orange faster. offset. The numbers pop. The names pop. Everything okay. pops. I know there's no blue in there. I know that's a, an Illinois color. Uh, but I like all white uniforms with. With orange numbers and letters, that's just uh, that's the way I would go for like I don't know probably probably a homecoming game more over a gray ghost uniform. I mean, I guess you should wear orange and blue on homecoming, but I kind of like the idea of uh, breaking out the all whites for special occasions and then using the orange and blue for all the other games. We have to stop this podcast now because the go flood of phone calls coming in, <laughs> voicing their objections to this top draft choice of <laughs> of all white uniforms. Although I know when they unveiled them. For the first time, uh, I think five, six years ago, the players were really excited because they thought they looked faster wearing <laughs> all white uniforms. That's, I that. think that's the the yeah. I think that's a standing theory for Fair athletes. Enough. Fair enough. All right, I'm gonna uh, get this draft back on track go now with my first pick, and I'm gonna go with a traditional classic look that I feel Illinois should wear for pretty much every home game, and that is the orange helmet the navy blue jerseys, and the orange pants. Sure. That, to me, is Illinois football at home. I have Ed Bond getting up out of his chair <laughs> and dancing here in the studio <laughs> with us. So that makes me feel confident in my first pick. He did not have that same reaction to Collins' yeah, mediocre mind. first pick. Um, but I'm going to go with the orange, blue, orange. Uh, you think back to some of the greatest games in Memorial Stadium history. Uh, that's kind of what Illinois is, is known for. So uh, I'll... Uh, I'll be the the traditionalist in the sense there and and go with that pick the orange helmets, blue jerseys, orange pants. Colin, your chance to redeem yourself is now. Is it? I I don't I don't know if there is at this point. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can just make a a slight adjustment. Since this, did, these are all slight adjustments. Since you did orange, blue, orange, okay. I guess I can make a slight adjustment and go orange, blue, blue. Okay. So, so you have the blue pants instead. Okay, so you got the orange helmet, blue, orange helmet, blue jersey, blue pants. Interesting. Yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head if they've ever really worn those. Well, now they can. Now they can. <laughs> now they can. That's my that's my choice. 
I'm a fan of the color blue also. So put as much blue out there as you can. You're not going to mm-hmm. wear a blue helmet with blue jerseys and blue blue pants. That would be weird okay. uh, for, for Illinois to do. So uh, get, get as much blue out there as you can while keeping the orange helmet. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that would look better all all blue with with white helmet i don't think that would look better i think yeah. you have to do orange if you're going to do all blue for the body so fair enough uh that's that's better than your first pick colin so uh you're improving um and i'm kidding with this all colin knows i'm it's tongue-in-cheek here we're not actually getting upset about our uniform <laughs> combination picks that we're going with uh i'm gonna go with what i think a lot of illinois fans refer to probably as the uh the rocky harvey uniform combination we think of rocky harvey i think one of the first things you think of is his leap into the end zone at the big house in ann arbor and that's the orange helmet white jersey blue pants uh if it were me too i would bring back the italicized illinois on the helmet just for that occasion a throwback type uniform um I think they wore those that combination at the Penn State game last December, the final game of the season, if I remember correctly. Brett Bielma's first chance to see his new team in person. Uh, I just think the, with the white jersey and the blue pants, I think that kind of pops, and mm-hmm. then you got the orange helmet to kind of present a little a little contrast there. So that would be my selection for any road games sure. for Illinois. Uh, we go with the orange helmet, white jersey blue pants so i feel that i'm really doing well in this draft Colin, i think you are i feel like i i'm like ryan pace and i just traded up to get justin fields the (laughs) second best quarterback in like in the draft when you know the jets took zach wilson and trey lance and they could have had justin fields i like that now he's gonna lead a renaissance in in the windy city you can only hope so right exactly nfl schedules come out tonight too i'm already predicting the first 17 and 0 season in bears history that's coming that's very hopeful on your part like i'm (laughs) hopeful you're gonna make a right pick here with you there is no right pick um I'm going with uh, I'm going with a creamsicle look. I'm just going to continue to pick random uniforms <laughs> and hope that hope that it angers somebody. Um, You're angering me. Okay. <laughs> uh, orange, white, orange. There you go. Orange, white, orange helmet. I don't mind white, those. White, I, white that, jersey. That's, that is your pants. best pick you've made, Colin. <laughs> I'm going to call that the creamsicle because okay. that's what it that's what it makes me think of. Honestly, you got the the orange surrounding the white. But yeah. Um, Again, I think a white jersey pops really well and offset Mm -hmm. by just surrounding orange I think also looks good. I'm looking at a picture of Brandon Peters pulling it off, and he's got uh, orange sleeves on as well. I assume it's Under Armour, so Uh that adds an extra layer to it. Most of the players aren't going to be wearing sleeves unless it's freezing out, but I think it adds an extra layer to it and looks pretty cool. So that's my my third selection. And I think you have uh, what – so – See, now I'm even thinking even further. <laughs> so, like, the helmet, we're just talking about the outside of the helmet, but the block eye could be a different color as well. So could. I so think, now I there's, think, like, an even extra element to I it. I think there's Trent Chestnut, the longtime equipment manager uh, for Illinois, could, could pull something like that off. Yeah, I just don't know what color I'd want the eye. I mean, the eye's got to be white at that point, right? I mean, Yeah, I think, I think we're really diving down the rabbit yeah, hole Yeah, right I know, but I'm curious now okay. how this all looks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to go with... Um, to me, this is kind of a controversial pick, but I feel it. I got to kind of go out on a limb here in, in a sense, too. Uh, I'm going to go with orange helmet, okay. orange jersey, okay. and uh, white pants. Hmm, okay. Um, Have I they ever they, done that before? They've worn knowledge? that in the past. Okay. Um, 
pretty sure they wore it. They wore it one time uh, when they played Missouri down in St. Louis. That kind of comes to mind. I'm curious um, what Missouri was wearing for that game. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Don't want it to turn into like a <laughs> basketball matchup where it's exactly. the orange yellow clash. Um, but I, I, it's all right. Um, could do worse. Yeah, it, 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 you know, to me, this is a basketball uniform thing too. But growing up as a kid. When Illinois would wear the orange jerseys, that was kind of something different in like the early mid nineteen nineties. Now they practically wear them all the time. It seems on <laughs> road games, but to me, for football, that was kind of something different too. When they would wear the orange jerseys, that didn't become really prevalent until I want to say the mid two thousands and beyond. Um, so I'll go with that. I'll go orange helmet, orange jersey, white pants. Hmm. Um, it's. Yeah. I, I think Ed Bond was about to freak out here because I think he was thought I was going to go with the all orange look, which hopefully <laughs> Colin doesn't go with as a thing. I might do it just for fun. We'll see. I mean, I know in the past Illinois footballs had a lot of players that liked hunting. I don't know more <laughs> so now, but uh, that's definitely a jersey they would if they were to go out and do some hunting. That's what they would wear so they could see everyone. Yeah. All right, Colin, you're next. I'm trying to think of like some insane combination that they would probably never use. Also, because we've barely used white helmet at all, which mm-hmm. I realize we should largely stick with the orange helmet. But I, I don't mind the white. I was almost, I was almost before I made this pick. I was almost gonna go white helmet, uh, white jersey, orange pants. I think they wore that at wow. Nebraska last year. That's a wild combination. There. I think they wore that though. Okay. Um, let's see. What do I'm I getting confused by all these combinations. Yeah, that's right why I've now. started to write them down. Yeah, I'm writing them down too. So, and I keep writing it out after every pick. I'm winning this draft. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think of how I want this. Hmm. So you just said. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what you just said. Even I just said orange helmet, orange jersey, white pants. No, not that. I mean, what you were talking about right before the white helmet, white jersey, orange pants. I okay. believe they wore that for the win at Nebraska last year. Okay. What about? Hmm. Wonder what I wonder what this would look like. <laughs> a white helmet okay. with an orange jersey and white pants. What would that look like? Uh, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Auburn. Auburn. Uh, more Auburn Auburn's more all white. Syracuse, maybe? I don't know. When they started doing different uniform combinations like this, I want to say 2014, 2015, Scott Ritchie and I would, in the press box during pregame warm-ups, we would try to pick out what team they look like and Illinois would wear the white helmet, orange jersey, white pants, and they automatically to me look like Virginia. Hmm. Okay. Are you sticking with that pick though? Uh, or you want to yeah, go somewhere else? White, orange, white. I think white, that's orange, okay. we- that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> really weird. So just, just like this draft topic. Just like this draft. Yeah. I don't really have a reason for it either. It's just <laughs> di- it's just different. I, I think it would may- maybe it'll throw off Illinois' opponent if they if yeah, they wore it against like Northwestern or somebody. Possibility or just scare them. So there you go. White right. orange white. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the white helmet on this one, just as kind of an alternate look. And uh, I'm gonna go white helmet, blue jersey, blue pants. Okay. I don't know why. That's we fun. are kind of, we're not anywhere close to running out of different combinations. No. Um, but I feel like they've worn, uh, I believe last year against Minnesota at home, they wore the white helmet, blue jersey, white pant look. And I feel the blue pants kind of get underutilized, especially yeah. with like, unless they're wearing a white jersey. So I feel like the white helmet and then the all blue ensemble would just kind of be something something a little bit different. Sure. Um the problem, not the, 
the issue that's come up, I feel, in the last six or seven years with all the different rebrandings that Illinois football done with their, their uniforms is that if you're a casual college football fan and you're flipping games on the TV and you land on an Illinois game and whatever, depending on what combination they're wearing, you kind of have to think for a second, okay, what is that team? Sure. And I get it that college football uniforms these days are hella crazy compared to what they were 15, mm-hmm. 20 years ago with all the different combinations, thanks Oregon, that the teams mm-hmm. have. Um, but I feel like that one you could kind of be like, okay, that's that's Illinois, I guess, because there's – trying to think off the top of my head there's not really a lot of teams at least that come to mind that are white helmets and then all blue ensemble like a navy blue look like that hmm. anyway we're, we're diving I'm, I'm, i don't feel real great with that pick but that's, that's what okay. i made so i'm i'm sticking to it that's all right, uh, all right. i'm gonna go you back got, to this the, is your your last pick this Colin. is my last pick i'm gonna go back to the orange helmet okay uh this uh orange helmet with the uh, blue uniform and the white pants which hasn't Ooh, been used yet all right getting uh, all three we did colors. orange blue blue but not orange blue white okay so. um yeah i found uh found exa- an example of it online i'm like trying to find different pictures of, of different combinations to see how they actually look in in actual you know mm-hmm. how they actually look outside my head and orange blue white doesn't look too bad um okay. i think it's maybe something that was used longer in the past i don't think it's something illinois has used recently mm-hmm. um so maybe as a throwback go ahead and do that because i think we've done a few different throwback ideas here okay uh that's not a bad one for my final pick i'm gonna go with um Gregos. no not at all <laughs> those Sneaky. will i'll uh take them out of the equipment room at memorial stadium and give them to uh someone that actually needs some clothes or something in order to Go all go all blue. <laughs> no, well, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> utilizing a helmet that I feel Illinois kind of underutilizes at times. I get it; they want to wear the the orange helmet, and the white helmet seems to be popular. And I feel like the blue helmet is the redheaded stepchild, and it's it's not bad, but they never really really use it. Well, I'm going to use it right now. I'm going to go uh, blue helmet, white jersey, blue pants. I like kind nice. of the contrast in the white and blue there, and You've I got feel that would orange be orange block eye as well. Yeah, yeah, why not? Well, yeah, I'm really glad we didn't decide on the color of the black eye on the helmet. It's probably good we didn't. Yes, it's very good because we'd even go further down the the rabbit hole here. But that's my uh, my last pick. So, okay, so just to recap, uh, here's the order of the uniforms selected by Colin Likas. Go for it. He went all whites with his first pick. Right. Uh, I feel it's going to be a quick bust. Um, <laughs> his second pick, he went orange helmet, blue jersey, blue pants, his third pick, he went orange helmet, white jersey, orange pants, which should have been his number one pick, but that's neither here nor there. His fourth pick, he went white helmet, orange jersey, white pants, in an homage to Virginia. And with his final pick, he went orange helmet, blue jersey, white pants, because Illinois decided to get dressed in the dark that day. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, with my picks, I went classic look. Orange helmet, blue jersey, orange pants. My second pick, I went orange helmet, white jersey, blue pants, a.k.a. the Rocky Harvey jersey. My third pick, I went orange helmet, orange jersey, white pants. My fourth pick, I went white helmet, blue jersey, blue pants. And my final pick, I went blue helmet, white jersey, and blue pants. And now my brain is all muddled with white, blue, and orange combinations. A lot of colors. A lot of colors. All right, Colin, that was fun. 
Let's uh, let's try to find let's other jersey combinations <laughs> for different teams. We could do this next week. We'd have yeah. We could pick the ten. Let's. There's our draft for next week. We're gonna spend the month of May analyzing college football uniforms. Well, uh, I'll tell Hopefully you. Hopefully, some other news breaks so we don't have to <laughs> to drag our. I'll tell uh, you what's not getting picked. Nebraska's all black uniforms. The black I shirts, man. Do not like those. The worst was I covered a game out there. I think it was it was 2015. It was a Saturday night kickoff that kicked off at 8.12 p.m. And Nebraska wore some, oh, man, I think they were black jerseys, but it was like metallic numbers. So you, could, you couldn't see the numbers <laughs> Good at idea. all. Uh, That's a media-hating jersey. Exactly. But it's not like it mattered for Illinois because Amir Abdullah ran wild over yeah, the, that'll happen. the first half. but. Anyway, that's for uh, for another podcast. We're going to wrap up uh, episode 19 of Inside the Line of Football. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good rest of the week.